Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marcus Sparks. And welcome to Greedo Shot First. Hey, we're back. Remember this podcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, since we last talked, The Force Awakens came out four months ago. Mm-hmm. Did you have any thoughts on that? It's pretty good. Pretty good? I think I liked it. I it, Well, you know you know what we never did? when We, we did a, a headcanon podcast, in case you don't know, we had this other podcast called The Headcanon. Where we actually talked about the movie, we never did our our rankings of the uh, you know the the, the saga. Now that we have a new one, where do you rank the Force Awakens? Ooh, shit, that's gonna be interesting. Um, I think I still put Empire first. Okay, Force Awakens. God, you know I might put it number two. Hmm. I would probably go Empire. And then number two, A New Hope, and then like two A, The Force Awakens. Like it's it's like right there, you know. Uh-huh. Um, there are you know you give The New Hope a lot of credit for being first, and there are a lot of great things about that movie. But then there are also some really good things about The Force Awakens too. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, in case you didn't listen to Headcan, neither of us are people who really care or get too butt hurt that there is some plot similarities between a new hope and the force awakens nope it just seems like such a shallow complaint to me well like so i think we'll, we'll probably talk about the dvd a little bit i don't know if we'll do it right away but there is a quote from jj abrams in the pretty interesting making of documentary on the dvd for force awakens where he basically says like you know we didn't have to put a cantina-esque scene in this movie but because people are going to compare it to the one from from new hope but I would have felt pretty gypped if I walked into this movie and then walked out and I hadn't seen the cantina scene. So hell yeah, I'm going to put a cantina scene, you know, you have a very broad audience you're trying to appeal to. Yeah. But I mean, like there are certain similarities to the first one or to star Wars in general. He's going to do, he's just going to do it. I mean, it's going to be fun. Sometimes it's going to be like the, when they're dispatching a phasma, you have a trash compactor, you know, it's winking. It's, it's it's such a great. I fucking love the uh, the pace and the tone of Force Awakens in retrospect. Well, I think there there are similarities in the plot, but not the story. The story yeah. is much different, and you know there might be a droid and a Death Star type thing and, and whatnot, but the actual story you're being told is way different. You know, but just comparing a movie from the late seventies to something from twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, I just I fucking love how that movie moves. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't realize that you've been in the theater for like two hours and 15 minutes when you saw it. Yeah, it feels like a 100-minute movie rather than like a 135-minute movie. And part of that is J.J. Abrams. Uh, I kind of feel like Rogue One is going to take its time. <laughs> it could. Um, did you have any other thoughts on The Force Awakens where we talked about the new Rogue One trailer? Um, nothing about the movie itself. I mean, I think we've both pretty much absorbed aspects of the dvd i found fascinating that the british crew during the making of the movie kept referring to the villain as kilo ren yeah that was funny yeah. um did you watch the the little behind the scenes thing on the lightsaber duel no i haven't seen that one yet I oh you watched... gotta watch that one just seeing yeah. seeing them practice with the uh what do they call those things the um what are the lightsabers they use they're like real toys you can buy i can't remember the the branding for it but they're Uh-oh. like the real like the expensive savers. ones. Yeah. yeah. Seeing them practice with those, you really get a sense of the weight and it, it translates so well to the movie. Like it, the lightsaber fight at the end is 
I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's near my favorite lightsaber duel in the entire saga just because it's so savage and vicious and it really looks like those blows have some impact behind them, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because some people don't like the acrobatic nature of like the prequels lightsaber fights, but I did. Um, but yeah, I agree. There's emotional heft to well, those blows in The Force Awakens. It, it makes me wonder what the prequel fights would have looked like if they were using these heavier swords. Yeah. You know, where you can't you can't throw the the you know lightweight aluminum around quite the same way that you can throw one of these swords around so i think it just it looks better you know i mean it's you could say like oh they they don't weigh anything you know and you can debate about whether or not like the a lightsaber should have any like weight or inertia to it but it, to me it just looks like a better fight just aesthetically mm-hmm. if it looks like you can't just automatically stop a swing you know if you have to fall through with it because of the inertia well, I like that it kind of evokes the the original weapons that they that they are doing. I mean, like a broadsword was heavy. Mm-hmm. There were, that's why you weren't doing some of the things that that you would do with like a a samurai sword or a katana, you know. Yeah. Um, so, like, I like that you know Kylo Ren's moves are different. I mean, he has his kind of spins. It's all about momentum. Um, yeah, I like the you know I, I was I think the first one I went to on the DVD as I went right at the uh, table read one. Oh, I haven't watched that one yet. It's very short. I mean, and I think they talk about it in the regular, the longer one. But it's, you know, it's basically the detail is that Mark Hamill read all of the, the directions and stuff. It does annoy me on the DVD. Number one, that you don't get the full table read. Yeah. Maybe that's the high plot points. I don't know. Number two, I could have done with some commentary tracks. Like a lot of them. Like I need a Daisy Ridley commentary track. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need that in my life. Like her and if it was just her, Oscar Isaac and uh, John Boyega, that's what we need. That would have been fascinating. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah. And a technical one, too. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of interesting technical stuff. The the big, like, hour-long documentary or whatever, it's fine, but it's very produced. I would have... They don't even mention Harrison Ford's injury. I would have spent another $10 if there was a version that also had, like, the angry ex-boyfriend version of the commentary with George Lucas. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I like this, but I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done this. This is what was in my original notebook. Yeah. I, would, I would have loved that. Well, the DVD is it's so like on branding, on message, you know, that you're just not going to get those types of moments to just be like, oh, yeah, let's see what George just give us your thoughts. You know, don't worry. Say what you want. There's a there's of course a good... you can't do that these days because like a million, you know, articles on the Internet will explode. Everyone will get angry. But. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a nice. I think the the longer documentary opens with that little montage of of when they're all being interviewed at different points, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Can I talk about this now?" Because <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, just imagine the secrecy hanging over your life for like two years. Well, and they still can't talk about it. You know, like, like in some of the interviews, Daisy really indicated before the movie that the the question of her you know, parentage would be revealed in episode seven. Mm-hmm. And then it, then it wasn't, which kind of makes me wonder if it, at some point in the script it was and they decided, like, no, we want to hold on to this. Right. And so now it's like she's still stuck. You know, she's still being asked the same question she was before. Well, we'll try this for segue. And then there's the question now is, is her parentage being addressed in Rogue One? I don't think it is. Did you see there was an article where she addresses that? And that was like the uh, the clickbait article was just, oh, what Daisy Ridley weighs in on whether or not blah, blah, blah is her mom. What um, did she say? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't click on the article, mm. but I can't imagine she could say anything. Yeah. Uh, that's my only issue with the casting of Felicity Jones is um, 
if if we're segueing into Rogue One now, is that I like Felicity Jones a lot. I uh, I have no problem at all with uh, two Star Wars movies in a row being about tough young women. If maybe she's not going to be somehow related to either Ray or somebody else, I kind of think like did it need to be another brunette white girl? Um, she looks a lot like uh, young Carrie Fisher, actually. She does a lot too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I like a tone. I like the tone that she brings to the Rogue One trailer. So let me just ask you, because I don't think I've heard you say shit. I talked about it on Twitter. I guess you didn't see. I guess I didn't see. How mm-hmm. did you feel about the Rogue One? Um, Not a huge fan. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, um, the visually, it looks interesting. Uh-huh. None of the dialogue I particularly liked. Um, okay. The, I mean... This is my, the thing I tweeted about was that it, this is a very trailery trailer. Mm-hmm. It has like every cliche of like modern trailers in it for the most part, except for like the like the funny stinger at the end is like the only one they didn't have. Or a playing Bohemian Rhapsody over it. Yeah. It like the dialogue. It's got like the like character's rap sheet being read aloud, so we know who this character is and that right. you know they're badass. You've got um the. Uh, what was the other thing they did? The the like like Inception, you know, like like low thrum, and then you got the, the yeah. Then you also had the high pitched noises as well. Um, so quiet villain shots. The like guy just randomly spouting gibberish, you know, like what will you do? Yeah, yeah. What will you become? Like it just it feels like such a trailer. This is like you compare it to the the last trailer they did for the force awakens, which is like a masterpiece. And this just looks like every other movie out there to me, <laughs> like trailer wise, just, and that, I don't think that necessarily means the movie is going to be bad. It's just the trailer itself to me seemed very generic. I'll put this way. I like Felicity Jones and what she's bringing to this. I even like the Mon Mothma, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly's Mon Mothma. I guess she played in revenge of the Sith deleted mm-hmm. scenes. I like, I like that just her little smile there. I, I even like that line, which is so telegraphed of the, this is a rebellion. I rebel. I just wish these characters weren't doing this story because how does it not end with their, their deaths? Yeah. Or, to me, it I isn't mean, even that so much when I watch this is it just, it, and I, I know this is like a, you know, insidious thing to say, but it doesn't feel like star Wars to me. You know, it's, it's a very pernicious way to criticize it, but like the, the rap sheet, like the legal terms, like aggravated assault. Do they have aggravated assault in the Star Wars universe? You know, like, like forging imperial documents. It seems like that that was like an opportunity for them to talk about like slicing or, you know, like some some Star Wars lingo or something, right. you know, high treason or I don't know what. Like it like, why are they reading a rap sheet? Like it just it feels too modern to me. It doesn't feel like this takes place in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, and that whole like I rebel, like oh, it's just. Mm. I I like that we see like an Asian guy, that we see a black guy. I like that we see people who aren't just British white guys or, or cocky Americans, uh, like white Americans. But I feel like shouldn't there be some more non-humanoid characters in this crew? Eh, there may be. I mean, who knows? I mean, I I can somewhat forgive them for that, just because I know how much a pain the pain in the ass it is to like have good convincing like CG characters and whatnot. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, it is a, a little human centric. I know there's like a robot. I think Alan Tudyk's supposed to play like a robot that the droid that's with him. Mm. It seems weird after you've 
just like introduce like Phasma and brand new stormtroopers to have mm-hmm. these like shadow or deaf troopers. I mean, they look cool. Like I'm visually, it, it for the most part, I'd say it looks pretty good. It looks like old Star Wars. It has a, a 70s vibe. But to me, it just, I guess, doesn't sound like Star Wars to me. Well, how do you feel about uh, this Ben Mendelsohn character? Oh, like fake Grand Admiral Thrawn there? Yeah. It looks interesting. A cool shot of him like walking through the water mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, I wouldn't have minded if he had blue skin. And red eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this is Palpatine in the one scene? I don't know what that's supposed to be. Or uh, Vader? Because I don't see Palpatine kneeling. Yeah, I mean, it's people are like, "Ooh, maybe it's Snoke that he's kneeling to." I don't, know. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, I don't think that this is Poe Dameron's dad. This Diego Luna character there. Oh, so yeah, I mean, everybody wants to just make these familial connections. I don't, I don't think there is. Um, Felicity Jones, her character would be like in her mid twenties, maybe in this, but Ray wouldn't have been born for another twenty years. So, yeah. Well, and it's this is before New Hope, so. Like she wouldn't have it's like met right before. Yeah, she wouldn't have met if it's Luke or mm-hmm. whoever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean the Donnie Yen looks cool and all, but like we already have like space samurai and they're called Jedi. Like I don't know, it seems a little bit cheesy for him to like be like working like the quarter staff or whatever. I just yeah, I mean like. He has a very interesting look, so I, I feel like if you're going by tropes, they're going to have him be like the quiet, mystical martial mm-hmm. arts guy. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to do that, you have Jedi. Yeah. I, I think I think the whole like the director saying like this is going to be the first Star Wars movie about Jedi. I feel like that's a huge mistake. I, I don't necessarily think it's a mistake. I mean, I I'm I I feel pretty confident that Vader is going to show up and like wail on some dudes. Um, I don't need there to be. To, to me, it's almost not like if you're doing a plot about stealing plans in the Death Star, there shouldn't be any Jedi in it because Luke is the the last of the Jedi, basically, besides Obi-Wan. Like it, it annoys me whenever I watch Rebels and it's just like there's all these other force users running around like, you know, taking on multiple ATATs at once with their lightsabers. And it's like I don't know. It's Luke's supposed to be the the new hope. You know, there shouldn't be all these other Jedi running around doing shit for the rebellion. Maybe the movie starts with Ben Mendelssohn like walking over their dead bodies. God I hope. <sighs> You know, I've tried to write like Rebels. It's okay. I just, I don't get the praise it gets. I feel like everybody's grading on a curve. To me, it's it's still a pretty dumb kid show. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm right now I'm I'm all in on the uh, the Felicity Jones character. That's the thing that's carrying over for me. Uh, the rest of it, like you said, it's it's very trailery. Uh, they do an interesting job of making this look very 70s, but also making it not feel too, like, nostalgia happy, I guess, to me. Even though, like, they have the uh, little, what do they call them? Like, the bonk droid? The little trash bonk droid, trash can? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Gareth Edwards' visual style. He does a lot of, like, handheld, like, point of view type stuff. Very similar to Godzilla in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, to me, this, this reminded me a lot of the Godzilla trailer where, like, in that you had Brian Cranston just, like, monologuing, like, yeah. meaninglessness. Like, I wonder if it will be the same with Forrest Whitaker here. I'm not a huge Ben Mendelsohn I've only seen him in like the Dark Knight Rises, so I can't. Really I've seen him in a few other things. I'm not crazy. I would have preferred that be Brian Cranston. Supposedly, he's really good in Bloodlines. Yeah, uh, that's a show on Netflix. It just doesn't look interesting to me. For my parents, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I want to like Felicity Jones' character. I just I need to see something a little less trailery from her so far. Yeah. 
I rebel. Like it's it just I don't know. I it's a cliche to compare it to the Hunger Games, but I feel like that's what they wanted people to compare it to. Hmm. I just don't want there to be any kind of. I mean, because you know the movie industry is very reactionary. Mm-hmm. I don't want there to be any kind of thing where the MRA voice aligns with like the uh, okay, we've done a lot of movies with like female leads yeah. and it hasn't panned out. We're going to go back to like mostly a masculine. I mean, I, I would think The Force Awakens panned out pretty fucking well. It's the biggest movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's she. She seems like she's got to be in at least her mid twenties, right? Yeah. The whole I rebel thing seems a little more like something a teenager would say, I guess. Like, and, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if when you actually see the movie, it's not really played like that the same way. You know, like, that's why I feel like this is a very trailery trailer where they're just like throwing out these archetypes for people to latch on to. And I don't know I how honest it is to the actual character. It fits the title. The title becomes an interesting play on things. What's interesting, though, is that there's nothing to imply that her or any of her band are like, pilots <laughs> yeah well that, except she's wearing like the tie fighter outfit at the end what will you become and she's wearing a tie fighter outfit i mean do they really think that we suspect she might join the the empire at the end or something i mean i, I think everybody assumes she's just like going undercover yeah yeah i don't know what those weird sticks on her back are yeah but i mean you know the charges are all like from an imperial justice system yeah charges and doesn't the empire just like execute people <laughs> yeah you'd think Jin Urso that's her name mm-hmm. I don't know I just I hope she's not just like ragamuffin who they like recruit on some super secret mission like I hope there's a little bit more involved like you have a particular set of skills type of thing or something you know yeah you'd think that would be there So I'm my my overall feelings on this movie have not changed a whole lot from before I saw the trailer. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just I need to go go talk to whoever cut the Force Awakens trailer and be like, you you do one. <laughs> At least this one kind of shows that I presume there's going to be a slightly different tone to that. Uh, I don't know how true this this trailery trailer is going to be to the actual movie itself. Um. And that was one thing, too. I wonder with Gareth Edwards, like, the Godzilla movie just didn't know how to end, it seemed like. It didn't know how to anything. I mean, it yeah. It had a lot of nice pieces to it, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, that movie was, was kind of bizarre. Like, randomly kill off Cranston, and and it just, like, went and went and went. You're just, like, waiting, like, all right, can we have the fucking Godzilla, you know, fight? Can we get there eventually? And also, you know, obviously it worked for Force Awakens for the most part. You got to worry whenever there's like three writers. Like Wasn't one of them the Chris dude White's. who ruined uh, Chris White's? Yeah. Uh, his Dark Materials, right? Golden yeah. Compass. Yeah, that guy. That Which, doesn't fill me with confidence. When someone tweeted at us that they're going to make a, a British like miniseries out of that, I was mm-hmm. thrilled. <laughs> Thank God. Well, like, what is what is Forrest Whitaker even talking about here? What will you do when they come for you? What will you become? Like, maybe implying that, uh, you know, when you stare into the abyss, the abyss looks back, like something like that. Like, is is that what she brings to the table? Is she is she completely ruthless or something? It just it seems weird to suggest that sort of character when we all know the outcome of this movie. Like right. one way or the other, the rebels get the plan. So 
Well, it's like, it's like implying that she's going to give the plans to the rebels and then join the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe if the, we didn't, maybe this wasn't a prequel and we knew exactly how it ended. Maybe there'd be a little bit more emotional stakes there. But at times, too, where I'm like, this would not be a bad place for like a Maz Kanata cameo or something. Um, although I'm kind of fascinated on Twitter or on Instagram where people are trying to spot Maz Kanata in like previous Star Wars movies. So it's yeah, like, she's not there. <laughs> yeah, what are you, what are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> I could see her showing up in the the young Han Solo one. That would make sense. Han newer, obviously. Yeah, like young Han Solo and Chewie like stopping in at her bar. That would totally make sense. That would be probably the best thing about the young Han Solo movie. Um, yeah. I feel like the casting is going to let us down no matter what happens. There is, you just can't com- you can't replace Harrison Ford. Like, sorry, there's no young actor that fits the pill. Yeah. Uh, it is neat to see the, uh, like, visually the, this trailer looks neat. You know, the the palm tree, like sandy setting. That I don't know what they're doing there. Like, I do wonder how exactly the plot of this proceeds like where are they stealing the tapes from do they actually have to go to the death star to get them it seems like they're there with some of the interiors but this like this one planet is clearly obviously imperial ram because there's like mm-hmm. uh, x-wing pilots are being marched through the streets in like shackles well there's there's this kind of vaguely tattooing-ish looking city right yeah there's yavin there's the palm tree place yeah and then there is um, what might be the Death Star. There's like some sort of interior, interior uh, imperial place with mm-hmm. like the troopers running by and like they're running. She might actually be holding the plans in her hand at that at one point. Mm-hmm. I think she's running with something in her hand with uh, like the robot. And I think it's Diego Luna. So that, that could be the Death Star. It could be some other facility. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's always got to be a thing of Star Wars movies, where it's like you really need there to be... I wonder if that's the uh, Alan Tudyk character. You really need is, there yeah. to be like a refreshing uh, uh, locales, mm-hmm. new and different. I mean, thankfully, Jakku is very similar to Tatooine, but it's not quite the same. Um, well, and I think that was thematically intentional. But yeah, yeah we've, we've never really seen like Tropical in Star Wars, which seems pretty neat. Uh, the other, the one where they're like, where she's fighting the stormtroopers, like near the start of the trailer, uh-huh. it kind of looks like more urban Tatooine. I mean, there's like dirt yeah. on the ground. I, don't, I wonder if that's the same as a desert place or if it's some <laughs> somewhere else. This is the other city in Tatooine you don't know about, like yeah. Moe's shithole. It's definitely not Tatooine, I don't think, but it has that kind of like earthy vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, this one dude, I don't know the actor's name, the the one where it's it's the guy, he's like running at the camera. Like he looks like he yeah, could yeah. almost be wearing like Mandalorian some kind of take on Mandalorian armor. Like he looks like a young version of the uh the dude from Big Trouble in Little China. Um oh, sorry, anyway, side note. Mm-hmm. Um okay. <laughs> I'm just fascinated by the scene of the dude in the cloak kneeling before in the chamber with the two red Imperial guards. It's definitely it be, not Vader. Well, yeah, it wouldn't seem like it'd be Vader with a cloak. Vader wouldn't have a hood on. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, I don't think we've heard any rumors about uh, Ian McDermott being in the movie. Are they going to like pull some more like uh, uh, Inquisitor bullshit? I hope not. The Inquisitors suck. They're like stupid little like propeller lightsabers. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, the 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 Donnie Yen like uh, uh, space samurai like bow staff fight scene is just interesting because there's a crash explain in the background. Well, I'm curious to see what the plot of this action movie is because it the story is they're stealing the Death Star plans and it's sort of like this like dirty dozen ish you know like ragtag group of rebels or whatever right. led by Jin Corsa there, but. How do they actually steal the plans? I guess is where I yeah. wonder. Like, well, I mean, are, are there like like an outer space flash drive? <laughs> mm-hmm. Seemingly. And what is she going to do exactly? Charging this ATAT with like three more in the background. Yeah. I hope she's got something up her sleeve there. That doesn't look too good for her. It is cool, like the really tall tower for the antenna dish. Yeah. That's neat. I, I mean, if there's. Say, I was too bad. I would say I, I don't hate anything I see here. So that... visually, I don't hate anything. the The editing and the dialogue leave me just kind of like, eh. The shadow of the radar dish over the star destroyer is interesting to me only um, just because of how Force Awakens starts. Just mm, how yeah. how shadows would play out in space. I wonder if this will have like an opening crawl. This will. This one kind of sets the tone, though, for like the non-episode, yeah. and also not. It's not anthology. It's just a Star Wars story, right? Yeah, they they changed that rebranding a, a while back. Hmm. Yeah, we shall see with this movie. I hope they hire some other team to do the next trailer. <laughs> It is just weird, like, it seems like they're portraying Felicity Jones' character as being, like, 18 years old or something. Yeah. With, like, the way they present her. But that, I I wonder if that's how the movie's actually going to be, or if this is just the way the trailer's cut. Let's find out. You would think that, like, J.J. would want to leave, like, his trailer team. Yeah, really. Well, because she's, like, she's, like, their leader, is the, the impression I get. Like, she has... There's like Diego Luna is like her like liaison or whatever, uh-huh. but it seems like she's leading the mission, and so I, I presume she has a lot more skills and they're really like letting on with her just being like, you know, like oh you you really you know cause the empire a lot of trouble there. Yeah, with your well, the, forging of documents and aggravated assault. Ooh, the shot where like they're stomping out of Yavin there, like he's definitely falling behind her to to a certain step, mm-hmm. like. The fucking aggravated assault. That's what bothers me the most. It's like, are you kidding me? Would you prefer if it was was two ghost charges from Good, Bad, and the Ugly? (sighs) Yeah, I mean, it it should sound old-fashioned-y and Star Wars-y. Aggravated assault does not. (laughs) It should be like like piracy or something, you know? Smuggling, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, smuggling. All right, well, do you have any other thoughts on no, the Rogue One I, I trailer? No, we, we hit it. Still not a big fan of the general conceit of the movie, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I hope it's at least fun and not too, like, grimdark. Yeah. Like Batman versus Superman. <laughs> it's allergic to the whole concept of having fun. It, it just needs to be better than Suicide Squad, which doesn't seem like it's going to be a hard metric to to beat well you know we 
we got Jin Urso here. Mm-hmm. We have a a very vague suggestion of Forrest Whitaker's character, mm-hmm. and otherwise we just know like, well, Diego Luna is like like her liaison, and there's like a blind samurai dude, and like mean imperial in white, but like we have no idea of their characters at all. Right. So. I guess that would be my hope for the next trailer. Like, let's let's get to know these characters a little better. You're the getaway guy. Oh well, yeah, because that's it's like, guy. yeah. What do you do on the team? What do you bring to the table? Who's who's the funny one? Who's the you know the hothead? You know, yeah, yeah. Like, flesh it out a little bit. Yeah. The only one who could screw this up is us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess she's gonna fly a Tie Fighter at some point with that outfit. I don't know. We'll see. Presumably. I or, just want to know what those things are on her back. Yeah, there's two of them, right? Yeah, I mean, they look like like swords or something, but they can't be. I mean, who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Rogue One. If they call it Rogue One, don't they have to have Rogue Squadron in it? I don't know. You would think, or this would be, well, this wouldn't be the start of Rogue Squadron, but... Well, it could be? Yeah, I guess it could be. It's before... I guess it depends on how they, they set it up. Hopefully we will cut down on the number of assholes talking about the fucking Bothans. Oh my god. So many Star Wars fans embarrassing themselves. <laughs> oh, where are the Bothans? Wrong movie, asshole. <laughs> Alright, well, that's Rogue One. Um, any other Star Warsy thoughts? Did you watch any of Rebels at all? No, I've I've not seen past like the first two or so episodes. Yeah. So in the finale season two, like old Darth Maul shows up and like murders three inquisitors because he's so badass or whatever. Uh-huh. And then Vader shows up and fights Ahsoka. And like, I was like, Oh, maybe they'll at least kill her off. And that didn't even happen. Like it just left everything hanging. They just, they killed some inquisitors. Darth Maul's still out there. Ahsoka's still out there. She knows Anakin though, right? She knows it's Anakin. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. might be blind now. And they mm-hmm. kind of, they flirted with the idea of, of Ezra going dark, but then like pulled back. So I don't know if that's going to be continuing plotline or not. I don't know. The show kind of bothers me in general. I mean, too many Jedi. I would think Ahsoka would have to die. Also, you'd think that she would be going around telling everyone, like screaming from the rooftops, BTW, Darth Vader's Anakin Skywalker. Well, she's not, she's like kind of with the rebels, but only partly, and she's not a Jedi anymore. I don't know. I get the feeling that people who love the Clone Wars love seeing her in Rebels. I tried watching the Clone Wars, and I I just couldn't do it, so. Mm. I I just don't get the appeal. I'm surprised they don't, like, just cut over to, like, random interludes to what Obi-Wan's doing on Tatooine. Well, you need to get that Obi-Wan movie. Everyone wants it to happen. Yeah. I think they want it to happen a lot more than the fucking Han Solo movie. Yeah. I mean, well, it use the resources you have. Yeah. Namely, Ewan McGregor. You've got Ewan McGregor. You don't have a young Han Solo. Yeah. Nobody particularly wants to see young Han Solo. Everyone would dig some more Ewan McGregor. That's what everyone liked about the prequels. Also, the people who would say that they want the Boba Fett movie more than mm. the other movies are clearly bad people. Yeah. I'm just saying, put them on your radar for like future crimes. But yeah, you got you got you and McGregor. Just make that happen. Make it a trilogy. What the fuck? Who cares? Do it. 
does Princess Leia, like young Princess Leia, show up at the end of Rogue One? Like, how do they, how are they going to show the plans making it to the Tantive Four? Maybe they'll bring back the dude with the super uh, uh, hipstery haircut from the end of Revenge of Sith, who played uh, Captain What's His Name. Captain What's His Name? The captain of the ship. Oh, is that? Oh, a, yeah, yeah. General or Captain Antilles? Captain Antilles. There you go. It's yeah. not the same guy in Revenge of the Sith, is it? Well, isn't uh, isn't there a young Captain Antilles at the end of Revenge of the Sith? I don't I don't recall. I mean, that guy was like extremely average looking in A New Hope, so I wouldn't be able to pick him out of the lineup. Yeah, it's a dude with a weird, like uh, almost Prince Caspian haircut. And that's the not Sith. It, that's not what he would look like in A New Hope. He just looks like a normal dude. Right, right. I mean, but you're probably going to use the same actor and just age him up and give him a more older man haircut. Ramus Antilles. Is that what he is in like IMDb or something? On Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Are they saying it's the same guy? The same Avengers actor? Sith? No, oh, the same yeah. character. Yeah, it's the same guy who's like having his like throat choked by uh, Vader. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. I'm sorry, it's like 20 years later. There'd be a different captain of the ship. I can't tell if the guy from Avengers Sith, if he has like a, a, a cut, a chin dimple or like a weird soul patch in his pictures anyway yeah i mean how do you end this movie how do you end rogue one that's i just vader just show up and murder them all but like it it seems like they're going with the idea that these are this data cannot just be transmitted i guess is the vibe i'm getting like you have to go steal this physically and take it somewhere All right, I would hope they go with that because that's mm. the Star Wars universe exists in a weird universe where like the internet doesn't exist. Right, right. And yet everyone's heard of like Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and even Darth Vader and Force Awakens. But like vaguely heard. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, even Ray has heard of them, like on the the weird outpost that is Jakku, that shithole. Like she's heard it through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. Okay, this dude in Revenge of Sith looks nothing like Captain Antilles. In New Hope? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just some young dude. It's like 20 years earlier. But the but guy, I mean, in, the guy, guy in New Hope is not, like, super old. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, like, yeah. more likely you're going to go to the casting of that guy and age him up or something than you are going to try to find the guy who appeared in New Hope. Uh, maybe they recruit somebody to be young Princess Leia. Uh, it's too bad that Felicity Jones is already in the movie because she looks really similar. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they'll try to do a like a young Han Solo cameo or anything like that, or mm. or some other connectivity type of thing. You know, maybe maybe Snoke is the one that the Emperor is bowing bowing to. I'm sure there are people people who love it, or maybe it's Plagueis. Do they do a thing in Rebels with the uh, the design of Kylo Ren's lightsaber? Do I not see that picture? Only um, they screen? they go to Malachor, okay. where I think it's like in one of the art books for The Force Awakens. They say that the design of his saber is from the Siege of Malachor. Okay. So they they go there and Ezra finds a uh, like a green type of lightsaber like that, like crossbar. Huh. But that's it. Yeah. So they still, I, I think Malachor might be from the whole like Darth Revan thing from like one okay. of the video games. 
I'm not familiar with that or lore and never been into like the old old republic stuff, so right. Anyway. Yeah, I think I'm so. mostly excited about episode eight. Yeah, seriously. I, I want more episode eight. I want Daisy Ridley carrying around Mark Hamill on her back. That is the greatest uh, uh teaser image ever. Mm-hmm. Especially with the way he's like that way. There's a funny picture out there. I don't know where this came from originally, but it's like it's these vertical shots of like uh the three of them like working out. It's like on the left you have like John Boyega is like lifting a bar and he's all like, you know, like cut. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Daisy Ridley's like doing some some sort of curls and she's like super ripped. And then on the right it's uh Oscar Isaac and he's just like wearing like a beanie and like a sweater and he's eating the Cheetos with chopsticks out of a bag. Nice. It's great. Okay, well, I think we've exhausted Star Wars things to talk about. For the moment, yeah. Um, I never did finish the book. I, I got the Force Awakens book and only made it halfway through. Not really a fan of the writing style. <laughs> That's Alan Dean Foster? Yeah, it's, it's, it's written as though to give as little insight as possible into what's going on. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. I just found a photo of uh, uh, the training session between uh, John Boyega and the guy, <laughs> the Riot Baton guy from Force Awakens. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, so let's let's we've been trying to wrap this one up. Let's wrap it up for reals. For realsies. May the force be with you. Always. Always.